Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is a message brought to our church by one of the men of Moses Lake. We hope that the sermon will be an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. Most of you know that we are in the month of November, and just within just a week and a half or so, we're going to be celebrating... Thanksgiving, you got it, Thanksgiving. And we often hear this, and if you've been in church for any length of time, usually right around the Thanksgiving time frame, a pastor will make a statement such as this. Brother Mike, I'm sure you're going to do it at Ridgepoint. It's coming. You'll make a statement such as this. The Christian should not just be thankful in the month of November. How many of you have ever heard that before, right? Uh, For the Christian, come on, you know this, that a Christian should be thankful 12 months out of the year, not just one month out of the year. And we all understand that. We all know that. And uh, let's just settle this right here. Are you thankful tonight? And all God's people said, amen. Will you be thankful on January 1st? Amen. Why? Because we as Christians have so much to be thankful for, don't we, tonight? We have so much to thank God for, and we have so much to be thankful for, and it should be a defining characteristic that you and I would live our lives as people with an attitude of gratitude. You've heard that before. It's kind of that call and response, Brother Micah. And we see here that you and I as Christians ought to live with a thankful spirit, with a thankful heart, and we should be known as being thankful people. Can I just throw this out here? One of the ways that you and I as Christians can begin backsliding is simply by forgetting the very last thing that God did for you. You and I can start down that slippery slope of backsliding when we simply forget what God has last done for us. Most of you had a meal today. All of you have clothes on today. Most all of you will go to a place of shelter tonight. Most all of us Drove here. Do I need to continue going on? You walked. You have use of your faculties and your members. You have the ability to think and to act and to speak. And most all of us have had some type of education that we have gone through. Uh, Can we just stop for just a second? Let's not just compare ourselves to the rest of the world whom you in comparison to the rest of the world are very, very rich regardless of where your financial bank statement might say because of the fact that you live in America. All of that is because of the mighty hand of our great God. And when we stop thanking Him for what He's done, we begin that path of backsliding. As we think about the month of November and as we think about what's coming up in just a few short weeks here, really just a week and a half, I want us to look at this idea of thankfulness from this passage of John chapter number 3. And before I do so, I'm reminded of a song that we sang when we were Uh, traveling around with one of the Bible colleges that we were with. And it's a song that simply says this. It says, when I look around and see the good things that he's done for me, I know that I'm unworthy of them all. Is that anybody here this this evening? Unworthy of what God's done for you? Sure. The song continues by saying, but his blessings he freely gives. I owe my life to him. I've got so much to thank him for. 
It's with that thought in mind that I want to share with you this beloved verse, John chapter 3 and verse number 16, with the thought behind it of some things that you and I should be thankful for. So we're going to jump right on into it here this evening. And first of all, I want you to see that as Christians, as children or people of God, we first and foremost should be thankful for God's passion. Number one, God's passion. Look at the verse again with me, if you would. It says simply this, for God so loved the world. Stop right there and look up this evening and just think about the fact that the God of the universe, the God of heaven, loves the world. I mean, it's it's unfathomable. It's uncomfortable. Comprehendable. I believe the song, the artist of the, uh, the songwriter rather, uh, that penned the words about the love of God, that we could not write enough about how much God loves us. The Creator God, the God of the universe, loves us as a people, as the, uh, the 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 crown of His creation, as mankind, as humankind. That His love is toward us. His passion is toward us. But it's not just towards us. It's towards you. You individually are loved by Almighty God. All right, you're not catching it this evening because that should have garnered a lot of intense, passionate amens because the fact that you are loved by God should encourage your heart. You know, sometimes I don't feel loved by other people, but I should never not feel loved by God. Oftentimes, and I'm sure others have done this before, but you might be describing the gospel to somebody and you might find yourself right here on John chapter 3, verse number 16, helping them to understand that even though they might have a a wicked past and even though they might have some sinfulness in their past, that they need to realize that there is an almighty God that loves them. And you start right here at John 3, 16. And Brother Fountain Sr., I'm sure you've done this, no doubt, where you, instead of saying, for God so loved the world, that you'll put that individual's name in there. And it'd be like, Leo, if you and I were talking, I would put your name there instead of world, and I would say, for God so loved Leo. Man, it really makes it a little bit more personal, doesn't it? When you realize that Almighty God, the God of heaven and earth, the Creator God, loves you individually, that is something to truly be thankful for tonight. You know why I'm thankful for it? Can I be honest and open with you this evening? I know Daniel Blim. I know how vile and wicked the man standing before you can be. I know the pride that can enter into his heart. Oh, sure, he's a saved individual. Come on, you know what I'm talking about tonight. Oh, sure, he's a saved individual. He's been bought by the blood of Christ. He's been redeemed, and and he is a new creature in Christ Jesus. But he still has a propensity. He still has desires that are deep within his heart that causes him to want to go his own way, to want to do his own thing, to kind of like the book of Judges would kind of sum it up this way. And every man did that which was right in his own eyes, which is often wrong in God's eyes. But that's who I am. I don't know about you. You're probably not wicked. You're probably not sinful. You probably don't have ungodly thoughts when somebody cuts you off on 17 like I do. I'm sure on Monday morning when you wake up to go to work that you're just filled with heavenly bliss about another week and another opportunity to just do whatever God wants you to do, unlike me, who grumbles and complains. Come on, are we being human tonight? Sure we are. But you know what? The fact that God still loves a sinner like me is something I truly am thankful for. 
Because even Paul said it this way, the chiefest of sinners. And yet God still reached down and touched his life. Can we just stop here tonight and just clear a spot? We ought to be thankful tonight for the love of God. Because in spite of who we are, he still loves us. In spite of what you've done, in spite of what you might do, in spite of where you might find yourself even today, the God of the universe, Brother Jim, loves you. He loves you. Oh, friends, can I tell you? There might be those that forsake you. There might be those that stab you in the back. There might be those that use you and abuse you. And there might be those that discredit you and forget you. There might be those whom that you give yourself to, but they don't give of themselves back to you. But never forget the fact that you are loved by God. You are loved by the creator of the universe. Tonight, if nothing else, I should be thankful for the passion that God has for me. The love that he has. But I want you to see, secondly, and we'll move quickly. Not only do I see God's passion, but Brother Leo, in this verse, I see God's provision. I see God's provision. For God so loved the world that he gave. That he gave his only begotten son. Okay, can we just, just stop and just think for just a second about the provision of God? Hey, it's one thing for me to say I love someone. It's another thing for me to actually act out of love on behalf of that person. You know, I can say all day in front of you as a crowd, I could say, I love my wife. But if I'm never home and if I never help my wife with the daily chores of the house or of the raising of the kids, if I never remember my wife's birthday or our anniversary, if I never actually show love unto my wife, how convincing do you think I would be to her just because I said it to a lot of people that I love her if I never show that love to her? Come on, help me out this evening. It'd be terrible, wouldn't it? There would be no proof of my love to her. You've got the illustration already in your heart. God, who is God, not only loves you with a great love, but he proved his love. He demonstrated his love by giving unto you his son, Jesus Christ. His provision was that of an unmatched gift in all of humanity and all of mankind because he not only told us he loves us, but he proved or he showed his love through the provision that he gave unto us, which was sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die the sin debt that you and I ought to pay. Come on, I don't need to give you all the verses tonight. You already know them. You know the fact that you were lost and on your way to a devil's hell, that you had no hope in this life of ever being able to, your good outweigh your bad or to earn your way into heaven. Had it not been for the love that the Almighty God has for you, and had it not been for the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, that you and I would not have the salvation that we have today because we would not know our God through his love had he not sent his son. But you and I know that he loves us enough that he demonstrated, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's so much that we could point out here that we need to just stop and say, you know what, I'm thankful for the provision of God upon my life. 
I'm thankful for his, his provision to me, his gift to me of sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die in my place, a filthy and a worthless individual such as I, one that could never attain my own way to heaven or come up with my own good deeds to be able to get heaven, to be able to purchase my own salvation, and yet through the very gift of his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross of Calvary for your sins and for mine, he proved his love to us. I'm thankful for God's passion tonight, but I'm thankful he didn't just stop there. I'm thankful for his provision or his proof to you and me of his love. But then I want you to see lastly, and we're almost done. Are you guys glad? thankful for that? Look at that. Woo! I'm getting hot up here, that's why. No, I'm just kidding. But I want you to see lastly, not only God's provision, but I see lastly in this verse, God's promise is what I should be thankful for. God's promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I love the way that Brother Micah said it this morning that true faith is that reliance upon God's promises and that reliance then opens up or gives way to the power of God. Man, that was awesome, Brother Micah. I appreciate that. You know what? So many times we read the promises of God, we see the promises of God in black and white, but we fail to thank Him or take advantage of the promises He gives, don't we? You know, out of this wonderful verse, you and I understand, we could preach all night in regards to the promise of salvation. We could preach all night long about how that is a surety, that when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, that you are a new creature, that your sins have been washed away, they've been removed as far as the east is from the west, and tonight you and I should have a holy shout and fit like they do down in the south because of how thankful we ought to be because of the salvation that God has provided so full and so free for every single one of us. Why? Because of His love. And we can mark it down. We can take it to the bank, Brother Leo. And it is a guarantee. It is a surety. It is is a promise so full for each and every one of us to claim. But tonight, let me just ask you this. Maybe perhaps you have already uh, claimed that promise of salvation, but are you claiming that promise of the life that's more abundant? You see, God didn't just give you life. He gave you life more abundant. That you aren't just to just go through the motions in this life, but you're to live a life that is pleasing unto Him and that is, can I just say it this way, enjoyable. Now, I'm not going to say that God's not going to bring difficulty and hard times into your life. Come on, how many of you know that that's often when the most growth happens in our life? Is in the valley. We can't live on the mountaintop forever. But at the same time, we've got the promises of God that they're right there for us to take. And we often take them, but we forget to thank Him for them. Anybody else guilty tonight? Or is it just me? We see the promises of God and that abundant life that we can have, and we want that promise, and we take full advantage of that promise, but we fail to give God thanks. Tonight, we're reminded from this simple verse, not only the promise of salvation, but also the promise of this abundant life that you and I can have as Christians. And I believe I'm, I'm, I'm looking out at this crowd. We're all home folk. It's not that we forgot that we need to thank God for our salvation and the whosoever will may come. Maybe it's just tonight we just need to stop and say, God, thank you for the other promises that I'm, I'm forgetting or sometimes that I'm, uh, I, my mind just went blank. I'm not apathetical about, but the, 
I'm not taking, I'm not taking, my mind just went blank. I apologize. It happens, right? But you and I, we, we accept that promise, but we take it for granted. That's what I was going for. We take it for granted. And we don't stop to give him thanks. You know, God doesn't have to pour out his blessings upon you. His mercies are new every morning, but he doesn't have to give them to us. You know what? The fastest way for you and I to start backsliding, I said at the very beginning, was to forget the last thing God did for you. The last promise that you claimed in God's word, but you didn't thank him for it. We've been talking a lot in our, our, our uh, life stage fellowship Bible class. I always say it wrong. We've been talking a lot lately about the answer to prayer. Can I just give you just a couple of instances in our own class that we've been talking about lately? Number one, Carlos, for those of you that know him, had the big orals test where he had to verbally defend himself and why he believes some of the things that he believes. And he, we've been praying for that because his mom's in our class and put that before us. Carlos is in our class. Carlos passed his orals. That's an answer to our prayer. Uh, can I give you another one? Here's a simple one. He's sitting in the back of the room tonight. We've been praying for Brother Fountain Sr., and here he is, an answer to our prayer. Now, I'm not saying all this to garner attention. I'm saying this simply. We pray for it. God answers it, but yet we didn't thank him for answering it. Anybody else guilty tonight? You see, God's promises are new. Or, or, or they're there. They're, they're for us. Well, the promise of salvation, what we're talking about. But are you thankful for your salvation tonight? Does it mean as much to you 20 years later as it did the night of? Does it mean as much to you being saved now as it did when you were just a newborn Christian? Or is it just old hat? You see, tonight we should be reminded that we should be thankful as Christians because of the provision of God, but specifically because of the promises of God. That no matter how wicked and vile our past might have been, and sometimes even how wicked and vile we can still be. I'm not looking at anybody in particular, but you and I, we still have the propensity to sin. We're human. But there's still promises of God in there that we can claim. But then we also need to thank Him for those promises tonight. Thank Him for the provision that He sent through His Son, Jesus Christ. Thank Him for the love that he has for us as individuals. Remember that song I started out with? I've got so much to thank him for, so much to praise him for. You see, he's done so much for me. What do you not have to thank him for tonight? Uh, you've heard it said thousands of times, no doubt. But what if you started tomorrow with only the things that you thanked God for today, what would you have? What would you have tomorrow? Would you have your health because you thanked him for it today? Would you have your salvation because you thanked him for it today? Would you have your family? Would you have your home? Would you have your clothes? Would you have your job? I mean, the list could go on and on. What if you only started out the next day with the things that you thanked God for today? How, how humbling that would be for us, wouldn't it? Tonight, it's a very simple message, a well-known passage of Scripture. 
but a reminder for all of us as the Thanksgiving season is upon us that we're not to be thankful just once a year. But we should be thankful every day of every year, as you've heard it, and the old cliche goes. But why should we be thankful? Because the gospel right there in John 3, 16. God's love, God's gift, God's promise. That simple tonight. So as you go about your week this week, I challenge you to be a little bit more thankful. Be a little bit more thankful this week for what God's done for you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope that this sermon was an encouragement to you, and we would love to hear how God used it in your life. If you have any questions about our church, please visit moseslakebaptistchurch.com.